Hello, Believers. This is Dr. Shantae, and welcome to another episode of Believing Bigger, the podcast that equips entrepreneurs and influencers with the tools, the confidence, and most importantly, the faith to believe bigger in your dreams. So this episode is going to be interesting. And I know that interesting is one of those nebulous words that doesn't mean much like nice or fine. But it's interesting in the perspective of one of the things that entrepreneurs are encouraged to use, not just entrepreneurs, but really any business as a tool for marketing is social media. And yet today's episode is all about why you should leave social media. (laughs) And so I want to qualify that statement and say that I'm going to give some very specific criteria about leaving social media. And it's something that I've been talking about for weeks now because I have personally witnessed the damaging effects of social media. I've seen people write about it. I've seen bloggers blog about it. I've seen and heard in, uh, entrepreneurs and influencers talk about it. And so it it is really weighing heavily on me that some of us might need to take a vacation from social media. Some of us might need to step away for a little while. And what drives this point home is actually two things. So one, I'm going to start with our guiding scripture, our guiding thought for this episode. And it comes from Psalm 73, verse 2 and 3. And it says this, But as for me, my feet had almost stumbled. My steps had nearly slipped. For I was envious of the boastful when I saw the prosperity of the wicked. I'll repeat that. But as for me, my feet had almost stumbled. My steps had nearly slipped. For I was envious of the boastful, or you could substitute the word arrogant, when I saw the prosperity of the wicked. And so this psalm is written by Asaph. And Asaph is one of the worship leaders that was appointed by David. And so even though David wrote most of the psalms, Asaph wrote this one. And basically, he is lamenting. He is complaining. He is recalling a time where he was feeling some kind of way about walking the righteous path. He was feeling some kind of way because here he was doing the righteous thing, walking the righteous path, not starting any mess, not getting any trouble, not sinning left, right, and sideways. And yet, from his perspective, when he would look at people that were doing that, it seemed like they were just living it up. Like everything that he was taught not to do, he would see other people do. And it seemed like they were getting rewarded for it. Like they were getting praised for it. Like they were getting all kinds of accolades for doing the exact opposite of what he had been taught to do. And so brothers and sisters, I know that that can be a challenge as a Christian, as a believer, Many of us have found ourselves walking on the King's Highway, trying to do right, trying to live right, trying to study, trying to do right by people and all those types of things. And yet many of the people in the world that are successful don't do that and are quite successful. And so it's one of those things that kind of makes you pause. It kind of makes you say, hmm, what is really going on? Because here I am trying to do my best to to live right, to be right, to do right, to have integrity. And yet it seems that the people that are really quote unquote winning in this world are people who are doing the exact opposite. And so I encourage you to continue reading that Psalm, but I do want to highlight just a couple of more verses in that Psalm so that you kind of see the the resolution of, of Asaph's struggle. 
in verses 17 and 18. He said, you know, I was, my mind was racked. I was feeling some kind of way. I was vexed in my spirit. And he said, uh, verse 17, until I went into the sanctuary of God, then I discerned their end. He said, I had to pray about this thing. I had to pray about it because I was really feeling like I was getting the short end of the stick. I was really feeling like, where's my blessings at? Why are all these people doing all of these damnable things and they just seem to be lit on popping prospering and I'm doing all the right things and I don't seem to be having that same level of success and he said it was vexing me until I went to church <laughs> said until I went into the sanctuary of God then I discerned their end in other words God gave him a revelation he said it's not what it looks like he said even though that might be what you see the truth of the matter is they are suffering. Many of them are suffering. And he concludes around verse 26. He says, my flesh and my heart may fail, but God is the strength of my heart and my portion forever. Every now and then it gets rough. <laughs> Every now and then in my flesh and, and my heart gets weary because my heart is broken because I want things and it, they don't seem to be happening. And when I look at other people and they're getting things, it just seems to be working out for them. So even though sometimes I get weak, he said, my foot almost slipped. I almost stumbled. I almost just said, F it. And I know many of us have been there. Sometimes we're like, you know what? Bump this. Screw this. Why bother? Why am I trying to do all of these things. And for what? What is it profiting me? Where, where is my payout? Where's my cash out? Hold on. He said, God is the strength of my heart and my portion forever. And so believers, I know that many of you can relate to Ace of Struggle. Please go ahead and read that 73rd Psalm. As he went into the temple and he started to discern their end, he starts talking about all of the issues that the people that he was envious of were having. And what that made me think about is, I'm not sure if you caught it. I'm not necessarily a fan of hers, but this did come across my news feed. And as I looked at it, I said, wow, this is just another clear case of how we think that people in positions of prosperity don't have any problems. They got the money, they got the fame, they got the fans, life is all good. But the fact of the matter is this week or this past week, Selena Gomez, she's currently on the cover of Vogue, I believe it is. And she is quoted in her interview as saying, and this is a direct quote, she said, it had become so consuming to me. It's what I woke up to and went to sleep to. I was an addict and it felt like I was seeing things I didn't want to see, like it was putting things in my head that I didn't want to care about. I always end up feeling like S-H-I-T when I look at Instagram, end quote. And so what she's talking about is how she's had to step away from social media. Selena Gomez is the most followed person on Instagram. So I believe she has something like 115 million some odd followers. So yes, she has more than Beyonce. She has more than any Kardashian. Selena Gomez is the most followed person on Instagram. And the pressure of that the reality of that she was always on social media she was always on Instagram and to go back to her quote she said I was an addict she said it felt like I was seeing things I didn't want to see like it was putting things in my head that I didn't want to care about in other words 
she was going to bed with the phone in her hand, uh, waking up with the phone in her hand. It was the first thing that she checked and she was checking it all the time and it became an addiction and it started to make her feel some type of way about things that people were saying and things that people were doing and, and keeping up with this person and keeping up with that person and to the point where it started to just mentally break her down. And now she talks very openly and candidly. She's in therapy five times a week. And she has deleted Instagram from her phone and she is kind of deferring any posts to her staff or her team to kind of post on her behalf. But she's really not checking the app like she used to. And so that kind of brings us to the crux of today's episode when I'm talking about five reasons to leave social media. If social media has become an addiction for you. So yes, we're, we're business owners, we're influencers, we're entrepreneurs or aspiring to be. And it's one thing if you're using that platform to promote and to market your business and your platform. However, if it starts to make you feel some kind of way, if it starts to make you feel like ASIF, if it starts to make you feel envious and jealous and bitter or less than or insecure or discontent with what God has blessed you with and discontent with where God has you right now in your life, then you need to reconsider social media. And so five reasons to leave social media, even though we we use them for business, but if we're being perfectly honest, these are some other reasons why we use social media. So if we're just keeping it real, 100%, social media is also used for spying on other people, for cyber stalking, for comparing, comparing yourself to other people that are doing what you're doing. Uh, Social media is used for shade throwing and gossip, for screenshotting and sharing with third parties. And that happens all the time. If you post something on social media, anything that shows up there, even if you block people, you don't know who people are affiliated with. And so people are screenshotting your post and sharing them with people. And you have no idea that it's going on. People are texting about your stuff or or sending them through WhatsApp or group chats and things like that. Social media is used for attention seeking and thirst trapping. So pretty much posting pictures and suggestive pictures to try to get likes and validation. People use social media to spark beef and, and talk crap about one another, to harass and troll and and hate on one another. And people use social media to lift other people's intellectual property. I mean, if we're being 100% honest, some people specifically stalk others on social media just to get quote unquote inspired by their ideas or to borrow a little bit of their creativity. So even though social media can be a tool for good in terms of building and promoting our platforms, there's a lot of negative things that also happen on social media. And because we spend so much time on our phones, okay, just go to a restaurant and take a look around, about a third of the diners are on the phone. Okay, so because we spend so much time on our phones and we are so mobile-minded, it can become what Selena Gomez describes. It can absolutely become an addiction. And so if you are finding yourself in this place, then here are five reasons that I think you might consider for walking away from social media for a little while. The first one is inferiority complex. So Eleanor Roosevelt says that no one can make you feel inferior without your consent. So if you are scrolling through social media and the updates of other people make you feel less than, then you need to step away and you really need to explore that and examine that and ask yourself why. 
Why is somebody else's success making you feel less successful? Why is somebody else's success making you feel like you're not good or good enough? Where are those feelings coming from? And most importantly, why are you allowing them? When Eleanor says that no one can make you feel inferior without your permission, you have to give consent to inferiority. You have to give consent to allow that narrative to become truth. Because if you didn't believe it to be true, it wouldn't affect you, okay? If you are on social media and it's starting to make you feel less than, then you need to walk away from social media. Number two, jealousy and envy. The Apostle Paul wrote, I have been rich and I have been poor. Yet I have learned in whatever state I am in to be content. So if using social media is causing you to secretly harbor resentment against other people because of their possessions, their relationships, their travel or opportunities and red carpet moments, or it makes you feel angry and jealous and kind of tormented, you need to walk away from social media. Paul says, whatever state I'm in, in other words, wherever God has me, I have learned to be content. I can do all things through Christ that strengthens me. So a lot of times we take that scripture out of context, but what he's talking about is in relationship to being content with with what God has given and where God has him. Sometimes we are in a battle of discontentment. So if you are discontent, that means that you have taken yourself out of gratitude and you've put yourself in a place of being ungrateful. And that's a dangerous place to be. So if you are on social media and it's making you feel discontent or unhappy about where God has you right now, then you need to to think for a minute and say, is this a platform that I really need to be using? Is it something that I need to be visiting as frequently or as regularly as I do? Number three, keeping up with the Joneses. So I'm a big fan of Bishop Joseph Walker of Mount Zion Church in Tennessee. I think, is he in Nashville or Memphis? He's in Tennessee. And so I I often watch him online when I can catch the sermons and when I have time to watch him. And I remember one time he was preaching and he told the congregation, you need to act your wage, W-A-G-E, act your wage. And with regard to social media, Social media is a braggart's paradise. So Asaph, the the psalmist, he said, my foot almost slipped when I saw the, the prosperity of the wicked, when I saw the boastful and the arrogant. And so people are always popping up on social media saying, I got this, I got that, I got the new this, and I got the new that, and I got this makeup, and I got this style trend, and I've been to this place. And that's all fine and well for them. But if your bank account cannot reasonably support and sustain that kind of lifestyle and you find yourself running out to buy things that you don't need and know that you can't afford, it's time to back up from social media. It's like trying to keep up these appearances, you know, that you have the latest and the greatest and the best of this. For what? For who? You know, if you have a pair of gym shoes and that that pair of gym shoes is working well for you, it's a good pair of cross trainers and you can go to Zumba and you can run around the block in them. Okay. Does it matter that people have newer gym shoes or the latest gym? Like, what does that matter? You know, so if you are using social media and keeping up with the Joneses, then not only are you going to end up broke, (laughs) but you're not going to get the same kind of, it's, it's not going to satisfy you. Anytime that you feel you have to buy something or change something outwardly to get liked, That is a symptom of a larger issue. 
Your issue is not that you don't have gym shoes. Your issue is, is how you feel about yourself. And so if you are maxing out credit cards and living beyond your means because of people that are influencing you on social media, then you need to consider walking away. Number four, addiction. So we talked about Selena Gomez saying that, you know, this was an addiction. And even though she has fame and fortune and followers and the whole nine yards, she's in therapy five days a week because fame has a price tag. And Asif talks about this in the Psalm. He talks about how many of the people that have money lie awake at night wondering who's going to take it from them. They have paranoia. They have anxiety. And Selena Gomez is no different. And so if it becomes an addiction for you, when you wake up with the phone and you lie down with the phone and you check it excessively throughout the day because you are afraid of missing out on something, all of those are signs of addictive behavior. And if that's what's happening to you and with you, then there's no shame in walking away from that. There's no shame in just taking a, a hiatus. Even though some people might be like, what's going on with you or what's wrong with you? That's okay. You can put a sign up and say, we'll be back later, <laughs> okay? Or, or we'll be back in a few months or taking a recess right now, be back soon, whatever the case may be. But if that is what is happening and you can't go to sleep without the phone and you can't wake up without that being the first thing that you grab and it becomes habitual that all of those are signs of addictive behavior and you might need to consider creating some distance between yourself and that platform whichever one you're addicted to and number five stalking and spying and this honestly might be the most dangerous of all the reasons to leave social media alone exes so you know ex-boyfriends ex-girlfriends use social media to keep up with what's going on with their ex and mean girls you know use social media to snoop on women that they don't like or follow but they track their movements and use it to gossip with their friends influential wannabes stalk their influencers like I said and they envy and they copy elements of their brand and pass them off as their own I've heard so many influencers talk about how people copied their bio how people copied like lift literally lifted lines off their blog and pass them off as their own and that type of behavior is driven by insecurity a lack of healthy coping strategies and unhealthy attachment and so if you are on social media and you are stalking people or keeping up with somebody that you're no longer in a relationship with or using social media to get quote-unquote inspired by somebody else's intellectual property walk away walk away because if you find yourself doing these things, I think the question that people don't ask themselves while all of this is happening is, who am I becoming as a result of this? So one of the things that I teach at the college is metacognition. Metacognition is a fancy way of saying thinking about your thinking. Okay, so thinking about your thinking. Everything that I've said about all of the reasons why you should walk away from social media in some way, shape or form, come back to metacognition. Cognition is the act of doing something. So like checking social media or stalking somebody on social media. But metacognition is, why am I doing that? Why am I following this behavior pattern? Who am I becoming as a result of this? What is driving this behavior? In other words, it's, it's thinking about your thinking and thinking about your behavior and thinking about what drives you to do certain things. And so if you are doing any one of these five things, so I'm going to recap the list. If social media is making you feel inferior, if it's 
creating feelings of jealousy and envy, if you're trying to keep up with the Joneses and buying things that you can't afford, if it's become addictive to you and you're using it to stalk other people or spy on other people or screenshot stuff and, and share it, who are you becoming as a result of those types of behaviors? And I want you to think back. So if I had like sound effects in the background and I was doing the most, I would have like the little heart playing in the background because I want you to go back into your mind for a moment. And I want you to think about your life before social media, because you know what? You had one (laughs) before social media. You had a life. You had ways of communicating with people that did not involve Instagram, Facebook, uh, Twitter or Snapchat. You had relationships that did not thrive and survive based on any social media platform. How has your life changed? What, how has the quality of those relationships changed? And who have you become? You know, how have you changed as a result of relying so heavily on social media or texting and things like that? One of the, the big criticisms about texting and social media is that it dramatically impacts social skills. And so when you see children growing up with this type of stuff, you know, we, ha- we haven't always had that. So if you are a millennial or you're in your 30s, 40s, 50s, you know, we didn't grow up with that type of stuff. OK, thank God that my teenage years were not fodder for social media. Hallelujah. But this new generation is really just about all they know. And so we had social skills before social media, whereas they are slowly but surely becoming a generation that really doesn't know how to socially engage in meaningful ways without some sort of device in their hand. And so I am all about social media in terms of helping to tell your brand story and helping to inspire and encourage and motivate others or showcase techniques or using it as a a means to generate followers based on good content. But If you find yourself into any of those categories, because brand envy is a real thing, ladies and gentlemen, it's a real thing, then I'm going to caution you to step away from social media or delegate your social media to a third party so that somebody else is handling those things for you and that you're not personally invested until you can do those metacognitive exercises and say, why am I doing this? Why am I feeling this way? Why does seeing so-and-so success make me seethe with rage on the inside. What is going on with that? Okay. What is going on with that? And as I often say, you know, God doesn't play favorites. And so what God has for you is for you, but you also have to trust the timing of your life and trust the lessons that you are learning on the road to becoming what it is that you are destined to become. So that is today's episode, ladies and gentlemen. If you got any comments, questions, feedback, takeaways, you know you can always hit me up at Dr. Shante Says. I love to hear from you. And we are at episode 22 for this season. We got three episodes left, y'all. And so our spring break is coming up soon. But in the meantime, in between time, let's enjoy one another. Let's savor the moment. And I will see you guys next week. 